What's up, you guys? Head Evolving Bitch here, kicking off episode six! Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited about this one. Actually, that's a complete lie. I'm not excited about this. I'm very nervous about this episode, and I know that that's only because dance is something I hold very, very close to my heart. It's just, it's been a part of my life since I can remember, and it's, I have a lot of mixed emotions about it right now, so... I can guarantee you right now that this is going to be a roller coaster of emotions. So, if you're gonna stick with me through it, then let's just get right into it. Um, I actually had to like sit down and calm myself down. I even used like a little bit of like sage oil, like stress relieving oil, um, to just kind of bring my emotions into one area because I felt like I had so many things that I wanted to talk about and it just felt scattered, um, so I just needed to, you know, come back, come back into the, into my root, and just do the episode, film it, say my piece. This potentially will be two parts, a part one and a part two, depending on how much I can get through in this episode, so if you can't already tell just from my tone and just the way I'm kind of approaching this episode, I am very, very nervous. Like, my hands are literally clammy right now. I have two drinks on the go. <laughs> this is what I mean when I say I have anxiety. It's, I have crippling anxiety about talking about, um, about talking about, when it comes to talking about things that are, like, super internal and things that I've really struggled with. Do you know how hard it is to literally speak your inner diary to the public. I can imagine. That's technically what you guys are, is me sharing all of my insecurities and struggles and literally just my, you're literally my inner diary. I'm just speaking out loud and you're hearing it. So this episode, if you didn't already know, is about dance. If you don't know me, I have been dancing since I was about four years old. I think that's when I started. And I was like full time. Yes, school was important, but it wasn't my top priority or my main focus because ultimately at the end of the day, I was always just happier and really strive for more when it came to dance as opposed to school. So my focus throughout high school was definitely dance. And it, it you know what, it still is, it's just different now. But, um, what was I saying? Oh my gosh, my mind is all over the place, you guys. I am so sorry if this is all over the place. Like I said, trying to gather my emotions. So yes, I am 21 now, almost 22, and I'm still dancing. So if that doesn't tell you how much I love dance, then I don't know what will. Um, I've been so many different routes with dance that I feel like I have a good enough knowledge base when it comes to speaking about mental illness in dance because I've struggled with that pretty much my whole life but I only recently started talking about it out loud and that's actually going to bring me into our first topic here is when did it not become okay to be treated like a human being with feelings? I feel like 
Okay, so I did a poll, a, a poll, I did a series of questions on my Instagram today and asking people specific questions about mental health and dance and I can tell you right now almost every person answered yes to these questions and it just broke my heart because um, it saddens me that other people feel what I feel. Although it's nice to feel related to, I don't wish these feelings upon anybody and I feel like an issue in the dance industry is that we don't talk about our feelings. It's just... I'm not going to say it's forbidden because I know that things are changing, but there's so many dancers out there that struggle and you have no idea because we're stubborn as fuck. I'm just going to tell you that right now. We are stubborn because we have grown up in an environment that is like, you don't quit until you get it perfect. You don't stop until you nail that triple or until you master the move that you've been working with. That's your goal in dance is to get better, to push yourself, and I just feel like that prevents us from really paying, I'm not going to say paying attention, it's just harder to focus on other things when you're so driven by just like being, like, I don't, <sighs> perfecting something. That's, I think that's a dancer thing, it's like I, I have to perfect this because I know that I'm not going to stop until I do, and... Oh, it's just a, I could go so many different routes and so many different topics, but right now we are just going to talk about mental health and dance because it's what is, I'm going to say, the most relevant for me. Um, there is so many other things that I could talk about with dance, like culture and history, but if I'm being completely honest, I don't feel like... I'm quite educated enough yet to speak on this topic, and I'm I'm working on that. I really am. I'm trying to do better. I'm I'm learning things every day, but for right now, we just want to be in this space with each other. Um, I'm sharing very vulnerable things with you guys, so I hope that you listen to this with respect and no judgment, because I am really putting myself out there with this one. <laughs> but... I can't tell you how many times I have heard from, like, a mentor or, I don't, yeah, a mentor, you know, it's a tough industry, like, you gotta toughen up if you want to be in the industry, and I'm like, why? I, I mean, I, I do know that it's a tough industry, I know that you have to work hard to get where you want to go, as does anybody in any aspect of their life, you have to work hard if you want to get to your end goal, there's no doubt about that, but does that mean that you have to put your mental illness aside and just push past those days where you can't get out of bed or you hate the way your body looks or you're just feeling bad about yourself? That's not an excuse to have to put your feelings to the side. Like, we're all humans. Dancers put their bodies through a lot and I think a lot of the time that gets dismissed. I know for the longest time there was a topic about dance not being a sport and like Gatorade not considering dance a sport and I'm like you put your body through that you try putting your body through the stuff that we do the hours the 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 diets our bodies have to be on it's mentally and physically draining and I think a lot of people dismiss that so just know that if you're a dancer and you're listening to this I respect the hell out of you because I know what it's like and I know how strenuous it can be on your mind and your body and that's what really what I'm trying to just like speak out 
I'm I'm just trying to get it out there. I I know that I'm only one person and I can't change the world. Um, I mean, you can always try, right? But my goal right now is just to reach anybody that can hear me. And I think that's so important. And it took me a while to actually figure out that I had a voice and like a platform to speak until recently one of my friends said like, you know, use your voice. And I was like, what voice? And then I thought about it and I was like holy shit like I do have a voice like people are listening to me and I think that just that self-doubt comes from really not being listened to as a dancer I don't know it's just like your ideas were never as important as mine or you would never be quite good enough and I think I've been feeling that a lot recently which is something we'll get into a little bit later on in the episode but um yeah, I just, oh, yeah, <laughs> I need a, I need a drink, that's what I need, take a, I'm gonna take a sip of this wine, I cut out me drinking the wine because I felt like it was like an ASMR of me swallowing, and I honestly hate the sound of people swallowing, so, okay, next topic is mindset, I think, for me personally, it was not, Mindset wasn't always the main focus for me, unfortunately, because I was struggling with a lot of other things that I didn't talk out about. I'm talking about my feelings now, so imagine what it was like when I was younger, like 10 or 11, and feeling these things and not speaking about it at all. I literally don't know how I got through that because now talking about it and sharing my feelings with my friends and my family, I, it's so much easier to, you know, feel these things. I'm al- I feel like I'm allowed to feel those things. And mindset for you should be that it, it's, it's, it's for you. Like you want to be doing this for, um, pure love and passion. You don't want to do it because it's a cool thing to do, although you're allowed to as well. I know it's just like a fun thing to take a dance class sometimes, but if you're considering doing dance as a career, you really need to have your whole heart in it. And if I can give advice on this, it would be to really make sure that you know who you are deep down and that you love yourself deep down and that you're confident because if you're not, you can easily lose yourself. I feel like you can get very, very influenced around groups of people that you look up to and you're inspired by, but we're not necessarily all the same. Yes, we all share the same love for dance, but that doesn't mean we're the same people. And we get a, we get along because we're like-minded people, but we're all such different artists and everybody's mindset is a con- contribution to uh, a performance, a piece anything like that every person in that room is contributing and that's where you have a team there's a difference between like teammates and like teammates and dance friends I don't know I I would say that like your teammates know that you're teammates and if you're a, a teammate how many times can I say teammate you have that teammate mentality of one, yes, my feelings are important, but no, I'm not the most important person in the room because while there's probably 20 other people in the room if you have big classes, and 
there's that saying, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And that's so true because if you have a room full of 20 students and they all have the mindset that they are the best and that nobody can beat them, someone else that might be struggling with their feelings on the inside is not at the same thinking level and that's immediately a divide whether it's spoken up about or not someone's mind is elsewhere and you want to make sure that everybody feels comfortable in the classroom environment and I think lately a lot of us haven't been feeling comfortable in the classroom environment because one social media is corrupt Two, we compare ourselves with each other way too often. That's not what teammates do. Um, Three, we don't necessarily feel comfortable because sometimes somebody's made us feel uncomfortable. But that's not all the time. It's just really paying attention to the people around you and putting yourself in their shoes, if that makes sense. Think about how much you love dance and how much you appreciate it. And everybody in that room should be feeling the same way. And if they aren't, then you're going to feel a divide. But that's like working with teammates shows you how to work with people in your day to day like your daily activities your day-to-day life it like teamwork you have to be compatible with other people even though you might not share the same views and you have to respect one another even though you might not like each other and that's totally fine there's you know what there's honestly there's some people out there that you just don't fuck with you just don't vibe with them and that's totally normal you're allowed to feel that way but when you're a teammate you put those feelings aside because what's important in that room is that you're there to respect dance. That's that's ultimately it. You're there to respect the foundation of everything. It's not it's not about you. It's really not. You know what you know what is about you is when when you're freestyling in your bedroom and you're in your feels and you just want to feel something in your body and you're expressing your emotions it's about you for sure. Or if you're in a very vulnerable class, like a healed class or something like that, it's your first time, it's about you because you're allowed to feel that way. Um, But let's move on to the next topic. Looking after your mental health just as much as you take care of your body. Mm. I've heard this so many times. So many, so many times. And I'm guilty of it too. I definitely didn't. As dancers, we were sore. We pull things, we sprain things, we fracture things, you pull muscles, you tweak something. A lot of the time you're just icing and Tylenol and baths and rolling and rubbing and maintaining your body and taking care of it after you've completely destroyed it at dance practice. But why have we never done that with our mental health? I, I Like I said, I'm guilty of it too. For the longest time, I was like, okay, I, I'm, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit insecure about myself in ballet class right now. Is it important? No. What's important is this grand plie and getting my arabesque perfect. That was my mindset for so long, and I think that's why I had such a big shield around my emotions. But 
if we honestly took care of our mental health just as much as we took care of our body, I feel like we would all be on a whole nother level. We would be completely different human beings. We would be evolved. Here we go, full circle evolving. <laughs> We'd be really just different people because for some reason we don't respect our mind, which is the artist, as much as we respect our bodies, which is the art. It's, you got it goes both ways, you guys. You, I know it's hard because there's times where we don't necessarily feel like we're allowed to put our feelings first, but you're literally always allowed to put your feelings first. First, I don't care who tells you any different. If somebody tells you differently, you look that person in the face and you say, fuck you. I'm just kidding. Don't say that. Don't say that. But you, you get what I mean. Put yourself first when it's important. <laughs> um, looking after your mental health, uh, having the right mindset, yeah, okay, let's get into the segment, The Root of All Shelves. Let me share some personal... I already am, have been sharing personal shit with you, but let's get more into it. Um, what was it like growing up as a dancer? It was great. I still love it. I always had, like, my high school friends, well, like, two high school friends, and then, like, my dance friends. And my dance friends were, like, my go-to people because we just related on a different level. We were seeing each other so often. Like, this is when... I was doing, like, 12 different groups. And if you grew up in a studio, you know that it was, like, junior contemporary, intermediate contemporary, senior contemporary. And you could be, like, doing intermediate and senior. And then you also have ballet and then tap and then jazz and then hip-hop and point class and um, training classes, technique classes. It was, like, a full week of dancing. I was sometimes at the studio from, like, 3 o'clock until 10 o'clock at night dancing the whole time and I loved every minute of it there wasn't a time where I just wasn't happy and wasn't loving it um I've started to recently feel like I wasn't happy and wasn't loving it but I like I said we'll get to that a little bit later on um yeah I wouldn't change anything Honestly, I wouldn't change anything. It was so fun to, like, compete with your friends. And I know that, like, if you're a dancer and you're relating to this, you're also, like, reminiscing about those, like, competitions where you got to stay in a hotel with your girlfriends and you would all go to the water slide with, like, your makeup on still. I It was just so fun. I I miss those days. I miss my girls. Um, but things are, like... At a certain age, I think I started to pick up on the fact that I was struggling with, you know, body image um, because I was so used to, you know, being poked at and stuff like that that I didn't really clue in for the longest time. Uh, especially when it comes to ballet, you have to be very, very perfect and proper and I have terrible posture. I don't like standing up straight and tucking my pelvis in all the time and putting a fake smile on my face. Um... But I started picking up on those things when I was, like, a teenager, I think. That it was, like, I'm feeling this way about my body. Like, I don't necessarily want to wear tights and a leotard to dance tonight because I just ate four bowls of pasta for dinner. Just stuff like that, you know? <laughs> um, I also struggled a lot with evil, like, teammates. And 
I was the kind of person that never brought it to the surface because at the end of the day, I would just try my best to ignore it and know that, like, I was being the bigger person by not getting involved. But there was people that weren't happy for you if you got center or weren't happy for you if you nailed your triple and you've been working on it really hard or if you were trying so hard to get that aerial and you finally got it and then you hear people talking about it after class. There are some catty girls, I am not gonna lie. That was tough for me because I, I, I don't know, I've just always really, everyone that I meet I want to connect with. I don't meet somebody and automatically be like, okay, yeah, we're not gonna be friends. Absolutely not. I, everybody that I meet and that I know I share the same interests with, I want to connect with you. And it was heartbreaking for me when I felt like I had a really good group of girlfriends and then realizing that they were, were not happy for me and the things that I was doing and accomplishing. And that's when you know you have evil teammates, <laughs> toxic people. Those people aren't like-minded people. They don't... This brings me back to mindset. Those people don't have the same mindset as you and that's why there's um, the balance is thrown off. It just makes sense, you know? You just have to think about that stuff. If, if, if people don't like you, you're going to know that right away and you can't force it. And I wish that I knew that a little bit earlier on. I wish I wasn't so naive. Um, obviously, I could see these things, but I just chose to, you know, do nothing about it because I was an insecure little bitch. <laughs> But now I'm different, so that's that's good, right? Um, this kind of... This brings me to something that kind of irks me. And I know back in the day, at least when I first started dancing, I'm not really sure what it's like now because I don't belong to, like, a, a small studio. But making a team where all the exact same thing. I mean, I get it. It looks aesthetically pleasing and it's clean if you want to have a clean performance, but say you have a team of 20 boys and girls. Yes, you want them to all have somewhat the same color scheme, kind of similar outfits, same shoes, stuff like that, and that's great. I, I also think that looks really good, but at the same time, are you sure that every single person in that group is going to feel comfortable and confident dancing in the same costume? Everybody, nobody in that group has the exact same body type. There's some kinds of jeans that don't fit or feel good on certain bodies. Some people prefer not to show their legs, their stomachs, their arms, their backs, things like that. And I just felt like we always didn't, we never had a choice. It was like, okay, no, that's what the group is wearing. I pick for you. I remember having this one costume. I have always been a little bit insecure about like the backs of my legs for whatever reason. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. But I had a problem with like the back of my thighs and like my like lower butt cheek, I guess, my butt shelf. And we had to wear this leotard, like this one piece leotard and it was shorts. And we weren't allowed to wear tights because our director wanted us to have bare legs, which is totally fine. But I 
couldn't focus on the dance when I was dancing on stage because all I could think about was the fact that I was uncomfortable in this costume and there was no way of me getting out of it. I couldn't, you know, go up to my teacher and say, I'm really struggling with the way my body looks. I'm not comfortable wearing this because I can guarantee you it would come back as, okay, well, there's one of you that feels that way and a whole team that isn't saying anything, which is, I get, not everybody's going to speak up about that stuff, but I just never really understood the idea of every single person in the crew wearing the same thing, because I just, I know what it's like to have to wear things that I didn't necessarily love my body in, and I don't think that I should have to justify that to anybody, really, but... Yeah, that's just kind of something that irks me and I wanted to share with you guys. Um, this is going to get a little... Oops, sorry, that was loud. Uh, if you don't know me personally, I'm a very emotional person. I'm very in tune with my emotions. I feel something, I express it. So when I talk about things that make me passionate, sometimes I get teary-eyed and and you can hear it in my throat and my lip quivers and... So you might hear some quivery, quivery, some shaky speaking because we're getting into kind of a little more, we're, we're getting deep. <laughs> I want to talk about what it feels like to kind of lose your passion for dance. I think a lot of the time we're always just like, oh my god, I love it, it's so amazing. But there's also losing your passion for dance. And I feel like I've recently experienced a little bit of this just in the past couple years here. Um, and I don't like to press blame and I, I'm not really point, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody because I know at the end of the day, how I feel about the environment is really up to me in my mindset. But I have just lately felt like it wasn't doing the same thing for me. Like for me, what I could explain dance as, like, what it is for me is because I have so many emotions all the time and I'm anxious, I'm overwhelmed, I struggle with depression, it's easier for me to express my feelings through movement than it is to use my words. Obviously, that's changing a little bit now. Maybe that's why I felt like I haven't been in tune with dance lately because I've been using my voice a lot more, but... That's how I would re describe it for me. I've always just used my body as like an outlet to express how I feel about myself. Um, and I think maybe just because I've really been coming into myself the last couple years here and, and figuring myself out that I've, you know, like lost that connection. I told you I was going to get quivery. I hate this. <laughs> um, whew, I'm okay. It's hard like there's a lot of really terrible things that happen to you when you're a dancer but there's so many beautiful things too but one of the worst things that I've ever experienced is literally feeling like I'm falling out of love with something that's made me happy my entire life and I've really just kind of like pulled back from everything and it doesn't help don't do that <laughs> I need to stop crying I need to take a sip of wine Okay, I'm back, bitches. Sorry, I kind of fell apart there. I'm just a sensitive little girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was me having feelings and getting real uh, emotional. 
Anyways, back on track. Losing your passion. It's absolutely, it's the worst feeling ever. I felt like maybe for a little bit I was just like, maybe not happy with what I was doing and who I was doing it with. But at the end of the day, it all circles back to me, one person, and how I feel about something. And I'm a big listener um, of my body. I always listen to my body. And if my body is kind of telling me to pull back a little bit, I'm going to. I recently had like a really bad injury in my neck. um, And I've had a pinched nerve ever since. Sometimes my hands fall asleep out of nowhere. And I mean, I'm only 21. Like I'm quite young to have something like this but there's days that I wake up and I literally can't move my neck and if you know me you know that I love like femme styles I love vogue I love whacking and that is dramatic dips and spins and floor work that stuff is dramatic but I love it so much so it's hard for me to distract like to separate you know looking after my body and loving it at the same time if you know what I mean. Those damn head spins and dips. (laughs) So I think I hold back a little bit because I'm worried that my neck is going to be ruined for the rest of my life. That's one of the biggest, my biggest fears, like I think any dancer can relate to this, was like breaking something and like not having full function the way you did before, especially if you've worked so hard on something like flexibility and it just comes back and you're not the same. I don't want to not be the same and that's what I'm terrified of. So I think I've used that also to just pull back a lot and just give my body like a break and see like, you know, is this still what really makes me happy? Um, and you know what? Dance will always make me happy. I'm always going to be a dancer. I'm never not going to be a dancer. But I've been a dancer my whole life and that was it. I was never a dancer with other passions and this podcast is something that I'm super passionate about and thankful to have like a space to speak freely and free of openly and free of judgment and it just feels good to be something other than a dancer for the longest time I just always felt like everybody just the only thing people asked me about was dance and it was like oh you're still dancing and yeah you're a dancer and Yeah, I am, but I'm also a human that has a lot of other talents and passions. And I think that's probably why I've struggled with my passion for dance lately. Because I don't want to be just one thing. I want to be many things. I want to be everything I want to be. And I know that I can do that in dance, but I first need to find find those things in myself. Which is what I'm doing right here. I'm now a dancer that has a podcast and loves herself, and is gonna do really good things. (laughs) I'm not just, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just dancing. And there's nothing wrong with just dancing. But for me, I needed to pull away from dance because I need to figure out who I am. Who am I and a dancer at the same time? You know what I mean? You picking up what I'm putting down? I get on such big rants. God, can't you just tell how passionate I am? Um, I want to talk about being a teacher, being a leader in the community, the dance community. I started teaching when I was 14, 13, 14. I can't specifically remember what I was just like 
assisting at the studio that I was at. I was just assisting with, uh, what did I do? Musical theater, acro, jazz, just stuff here and there. And I started volunteering because I wanted to get to a point where I could teach. Um, because I just felt like I had so much passion in me and that I had so many ideas to choreograph and sets in my mind. And I wanted to share that. But back then, I didn't really know what it meant to be a teacher. Um, I have always... Whoa, that was really loud. I have always felt like everybody just wants to be a teacher because everybody is a teacher. Like, it's just, like, a cool thing to do because I've had a lot of teachers that I don't feel are genuinely teaching for the right reasons. So I want to give you my perspective on what it is to be a teacher and what I've learned from teaching since I was 14, I've learned that I you should want to be a leader because you have something to offer, not because you think you're a dope dancer or, like, you make really good dances. That's not what it's about. You need to be a leader because you have a part of you that you can offer up to a room of people who want to learn and you want to inspire. Um, this past year, I had the privilege of helping direct a crew with like 30 people in it and there was uh, quite a few young people in and I know that if you're listening to this you know exactly what I'm talking about um it was so crazy to be in a position where I felt like everybody else's feelings in the room were my main focus because I've always tried to really just focus on me and like a small group of teammates but this was like the biggest group that I had ever um helped direct with helped teach with and it was such a good experience it was so amazing because because of the students and because of my teammates because 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 (laughs) I just realized how many times I said because it was an amazing experience because I got to see so many different parts of everybody in that group and we shared some like really personal things with each other but for me I got to just really what am I trying to say oh my god I'm so sorry I'm overwhelmed with emotions I loved everybody in this group it was an amazing experience but the biggest learning lesson for me was that that wasn't about me at all It wasn't, and I I felt this way before, but this was the first time I really got to utilize my knowledge, and it was never about me, and I just loved it because I just felt like I was offering something, you know, and these people wanted to learn, and I was inspiring, and I care, and I'm listening, and it was so amazing to feel like you had, like, I had something to offer, I, if you're listening to this and you were a part of that group and you know exactly what I'm talking about, you'll relate and know that that was just like a different experience when it comes to having teammates. And I honestly haven't really felt like I had a family when it came to dance for a really long time until I got to meet all of you and hear a lot of the things that we all struggle with because for the longest time I just felt like I'm the only one that feels this way. So it's nice to know that you don't, you're not alone and other people feel things. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you were in that group, I love you. If you're listening to this, I still love you. 
struggling with mental illness and an unhealthy body image. Ugh. I'm at a completely different headspace than I was a few years ago, but when I was struggling with body image a few years ago and I was dancing, you have I exerted this confident energy on the outside, but on the inside I was dying of insecurities. I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, how are you so confident when you dance? And I'm like, it's great that you think that, but nobody ever is really 100% confident unless they've worked on it already and they've gotten to that point. You're not just born that way when you start dancing. I just... I just... I'm confident in the way that I dance because I know that I love myself and... What I'm doing feels good on my body. I'm not thinking about anybody else in the room. I'm not worried about, you know, looking the same as someone or not being as good as someone because I know that I'm me and there's nobody else out there like that. And that's something that I've always held on to and has helped a lot with my confidence when it comes to dance is just knowing that I'm the only person that moves like me, just like you're the only person that loves like you and the only person that sings like you. I'm someone that only dances the way that I do, and there's so many different bodies out there. That was the biggest thing for me was knowing that, and I think that carried me to a certain point with body image until I really started to be like aware of the fact that I was struggling with my body. It wasn't helping me at that point, obviously. But for the longest time, just knowing that you're unique and one of a kind helps a lot. If you're not fully ready to love your body as is, that's where I started. And we're all continue, honestly, but I just, I see it in a different light, in a different light now. <laughs> um, what am I talking about? Why am I like out of breath? I need another beverage, another sip of my beverage, my bevy. I'm going to get into the questions soon, but just one thing that I wanted to kind of point out right now and things that are happening in the world and shedding some light on what's really important. Um, learn the history and respect the culture of dance, all styles of dance, because I'm still learning and I'm still educating myself. I know that I'm not educated enough and that I need to know more and that I'll continue to learn more. But just just know that that's really, really important to pay your respects to black culture and the history. Just do it. It's not hard. I promise you it's not hard. And you're going to have to have some uncomfortable conversations. I can guarantee that. But being uncomfortable, if you're a dancer, you know, being uncomfortable is really a really good position to be in because you learn new things about yourself, about other people, about situations. You learn so many new things being in an uncomfortable situation. I love being uncomfortable. Actually, that's a lie. Nobody loves being uncomfortable, but it's really good to be uncomfortable and it's important. So you're going to have uncomfortable conversations with people, and that's okay. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. Don't mistake it for anything other than someone just wanting to, you know, reach out. Just make sure you're taking advice and you're learning things from the proper websites 
read into things, educate yourself, please stop seeing one post on your For You page and thinking that's the complete truth. And, yep, my um, idea of this is completely swayed. I no longer feel this way. No, you have to do your research, you guys. There's a difference between following a herd of sheep and then being that stray sheep that's going to figure it out on their own. Yes, we all need to unite and encourage each other, but at the same time, do it on your own. Figure out things on your own instead of reading one thing on social media because social media is very, very corrupt if you didn't already know that. Reach out to your friends, reach out to family, people of color, especially your friends that are a part of black culture and know the history and have experienced these things, reach out to them. They are going to tell it to you straight. I can guarantee it. Don't Wikipedia shit. Don't see stuff on Twitter. Don't just share something because your friend shared something. I'm a big believer in only sharing what I feel is educational and what I've learned from. I'm not going to share the same picture that 20,000 other people shared just because they shared it. I'm going to share it because, one, I feel it's true. A lot of the time it's untrue. Or, three, there's some people that do it just for, again, following the herd of sheep. And it's saddening because I know that I have my own opinions and stuff like that, and you're allowed to. But I feel like right now you get targeted if you don't feel the same as everybody else. So just don't, I don't know, don't stray from yourself in this time right now. I know we're all going through a lot. I can't believe I'm like kind of talking about the pandemic. But I know we're all going through a lot and we're all kind of losing our shit. But we just need to be smart and stay educated, you guys. I guarantee it's going to help you in the long run. But I just really needed to shed some light on that because it's something I've been thinking about a lot recently. Obviously, I hope everybody is, but I needed to share that. Okay, I'm going to get into the Q&A because I actually have quite a few questions this time. Okay, first question comes to us from... Actually, no, I'm not going to say the name. But the first question is, how do you find confidence dancing in minimal clothing? This is definitely going to have to be two parts, episode Part one, part two. I got a whole other area to talk about. Anyways, dancing in minimal clothing. I have been in situations that made me feel like my body was an object and that what I wore influenced the outcome of a situation, which is absolute ass. I fucking hate anything about that topic. Ooh, it just irks me. But I know that my body is not an object and that I need to embrace and love the way it looks. And for me... An outlet was dancing when I struggled with, you know, things from the past, experiences that I had had. Dressing in clothing that made me feel really sexy and something that you would kind of only wear in your bedroom and then dancing in it and, like, wearing heels just made me feel so empowered and, like, I had control. And the way that I dance and what I wear should not influence how you treat me because... I'm just, I'm showing you my art. I'm showing you my body. It's an art piece. I found confidence in sharing that because I knew that I had this beautiful piece of art that it's not just a toy for you to 
throw around. So I found confidence in wearing minimal clothing. Like there's, there's times where I wear like bikini tops because I just, it just feels better on my body when I'm dancing. Sometimes I'll wear, wear really provocative clothing when I'm dancing, but it just for some reason makes me feel so confident. And I just appreciate the fact that like my body is artwork and I'm showcasing that. And it meant more for me if I showed more of my body. So I hope that answers your question. Next question. Where do you hope to end up with dance? Do you still want it as a career? P.S. You are amazing. You're amazing too, girl. I love chatting with you. Where do I hope to end up with dance? Oh, I've had so many different dreams, but for the longest time, I've always wanted to like move to Vancouver and be on like TV. But there's also this like girl in me that's like, I'm a backup dancer. Like, I'm a badass backup dancer for, like, Beyonce or Ariana Grande. I know that I am, and I know that I have it in me. I just have to get there. So I would hope to end up maybe somewhere in L.A. on tour with someone just wearing, like, badass shit on stage and just, like, dancing and loving my body and everything about it. That's my that's my uh, end goal with dance right now. That, that can change. <laughs> So yes, I do want it as a career, but right now I'm focusing on figuring out who I am as a dancer and that I'm not just a dancer, so I know it's going to take me some time to get there. Next question. What made you start to dance hip-hop? That's a good question because I actually grew up dancing jazz, contemporary, ballet, and I did like the Nutcracker in Calgary for a little bit, and I was just like... Because for the longest time, I was like, I want to be a ballerina. And although I still do love ballet, and well, I don't love ballet. I have respect for ballet, and I think it's great, and it's gorgeous if you can make that art with your body. But it was just wasn't for me. And um, I hated being so proper all the time. So when I started getting more into... Um, different hip-hop styles and stuff like that, that's where I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I I dig this. I like to, you know, just kind of, like, let loose and feel things more. So that's kind of what made me get into it is that, like, I like to just be, like, loosey-goosey and messy because, like, I'm kind of a messy person. <laughs> so that's kind of what got me into it. Next question. The balance and the bridge between supporting out supporting outwardly and supporting inward, inwardly. That's a really good question. I like the way that that's worded. Um, the balance. So I'm assuming you're talking about like where to find like a healthy balance between supporting your teammates and supporting yourself. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> Again, I think it's super important to understand be like what being a teammate means. And I kind of just go back to the roots with this one. You need to know who you are as a person and what you love about yourself because you need to have a strong root to be a teammate. Because if you have an off mindset and you are constantly putting yourself down or you're thinking you're not good enough, um, that right there is you not supporting inwardly or outwardly. So you need to be able first to support yourself inwardly, support your feelings, to be able to project that onto other people. For me projection is considered supporting outwardly like supporting your teammates if that makes sense if I'm projecting positive energy and inspiring and encouraging energy that's me supporting inwardly and outwardly I hope that makes sense 
I hope that answered your question. Just kind of figure out yourself first. And I would hope that it would just come naturally, honestly. I, for me, just really had to figure out me first. So figure yourself out first and then you're able to support, um, like, your support, support in a balanced way, if that makes sense. Okay, next question. How do you push past the stinky thinking when it comes to being confident in yourself in dance? Hmm. How do you push past the stinky thinking? What, well, I can give you a couple tips, just kind of things that I tell myself. I have felt before like I was nervous because I thought everybody in the classroom was staring at me if it was like an audition that everybody was going to be watching me and judging me. So first things first. You need to tell yourself that not everything is about you. 90% of the time, other people are looking at themselves in the mirror. They're too caught up in themselves that they're not even focusing about you. So in the nicest way possible, it's not always about you. A second thing is, who gives a fuck what other people think? If you think that way, then you're automatically going to have some, some amount of confidence. I can guarantee that. Um, But pushing past that, for me, being in class and dancing has always been, like, a worry-free space for me, and I have always told myself, okay, Shelby, you are, I, I spoke about this in a previous episode, I'm allowing myself five minutes a day to allow the negative thoughts in. This is usually, like, when I meditate. You can't ignore thoughts. If something comes to your head and you're like, oh, I don't want to think about that. I'm going to let it go. I'll think about it later. No, think about it. Give yourself a designated time throughout the day that you can think about these things. If you're having an insecurity, like I said, acknowledge it. What are you learning from this? And then let that thought go because it no longer serves you a purpose. So if you start feeling like you're not confident in class, think about why. Think about your surroundings people around you, what you're wearing that day, if that makes you insecure, how you were feeling about yourself before you got to class, and is it really important right now? If you're passionate about dance and you're in class with your teammates, it's not important because if you really love dance and you appreciate the space, you will leave your problems at the door and you will leave any insecurities at the door as well, and you can revisit them on your five minutes of insecure (laughs) self-talk. That's uh, that's the best advice that I can give for that question. I hope that helped. <laughs> um, okay, I'll do, like, quote of the day really quick. Oh, by the way, thank you guys so much for asking me those questions. I've said many times, I freaking love questions because it gives me a different perspective on things, what people want to know. So it's, again, thank you so much for everybody that sent in questions. So today's quote of the day is, this isn't really a quote, it's more like a statement. Because there's no, there's no one to quote. But it says, as a dancer, my body is the instrument and my mind is the artist. Protect the artist. Oh, protect that artist. You guys, I love that. I saw this, actually, I saw this on Instagram the other day. I think it was like Union Dance or a page like that. They just post like really relevant things and I love it. But this was something that I saw on there and... It just spoke to me because dancers are always so focused on helping 
uh, fixing their body and protecting, you know, like themselves from pulling a muscle. That's why we stretch and that's why we roll and why we eat healthy is to protect our bodies from being unhealthy in dance. And we just need to protect our artists more because our artist is essentially what is like, it's the art, right? You're the artist, you're producing something, you're, you're showcasing something. Would you ever disrespect your body in a way that would affect your art? So why are you disrespecting the artist? You know what I mean? Think about that one, you guys. Um, okay, we're gonna get, yeah, we're gonna wrap this up a little bit. I'm running out of time here. <laughs> um, one thing I really wanted to touch on quickly is... I'll, like, a lot of you have been supporting me. You answered my questions today, my poll. I'm going to do a lot more of that because I like to know from you guys and you guys were being very honest with me today and I can't thank you enough for that because that really makes my heart feel... It makes my heart feel good, but it makes my heart feel sad too because, like I said at the beginning, it saddens me that other people feel the same things that I feel because there's times where I feel really dark things and really sad things it's nice to know that I'm not alone and other people feel that way, but it also hurts me that there's people that I am close with that I didn't know these things about because we don't talk about our feelings. And that's okay. I know I know not everybody's ready to talk about their feelings, but we need to talk about our feelings because it's normal. Right now, it's not normal to have feelings when it comes to dance. It's not normal to be sensitive about things. I'm telling you right now, it's normal. We are going to make it normal. I don't give a fuck who tells us otherwise. We are going to make it normal. On that note, <laughs> I'm done sh spilling my heart out to you guys and sharing my passion with you. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope that this was helpful in any way or you just needed to hear it. Um, I just have so much love for everybody that listens to this podcast because you're really getting to know me. You're getting to know the sensitive side of me. Um, there's another side of me that's like totally fucking wild and a great time and I'm sure we get along really well at the bar. But right now this is like sensitive and vulnerable Shelby so thank you so much you guys. I will continue to thank you. This has been more than I could have ever imagined and asked for. And I know we're only six episodes in but it just feels like I have a family and like a safe place to speak and I haven't felt that way in a really long time so thank you so much you guys cheers grab your drinks I'm double fisting tonight I have a Smirnoff ice and a glass of white wine because I'm an evolving bitch and I can do whatever the fuck I want to a to an extent <laughs> again thank you so much cheers to evolving and I'll catch you guys in the next episode